0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for December 1st, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, got three new videos up on the blog. Just put them up. Uh, They're from last night's uh, The Ultimate Fighter 28 finale show. And uh, I'm just going to quickly go over them, but if you want to I didn't have a chance to see them or you uh, want to watch them again, you can uh, go right to my blog and do that. So the uh, first one I'm going to talk about is the finals of the, the Ultimate Fighter 28 and, uh, featherweight, uh, Women's Featherweight. And that is Macy Chason versus Pani Kyanzad. Now, I was not surprised to see Macy in the final because when the cast was announced, I predicted that she would win. And um, that's because I liked her when she was an in Invicta, okay? People looked at it, oh, she's only 2-0. Well, you know, she, she actually is a pretty good fighter, okay? And I wasn't surprised to see Panny either, uh, but Macy is a lot bigger than her. You know, Panny fought at featherweight early in her career, but more recently she has fought at bantamweight, and I expect her to return to bantamweight. Now... The other fighters on Tough 28 weren't very good, and I'll get into that a little bit more when uh, talking about one of the other fights, but most of the fighters who were at the tryouts were worse. So uh, it's like I've said before, there ain't enough featherweights out there to do a decent division. They're just not good enough, okay? Now, Macy won the fight fairly easily. She almost won by submission in round one. But she ran out of time, and then in round two, after taking Panny down and escaping an arm bar, Macy had plenty of time to win with a rear naked choke. So, uh, congratulations to Macy for winning Tough 28. They gave her a trophy, which she could use to hit Chris Cyborg with when she has to face her. Just kidding. But really, uh, you know, she's. I, I, I wouldn't put her in there with Chris because she's just inexperienced at this point. Um, You know, you need to build her up a little. And that's the problem with the featherweights. There really aren't enough good fighters to really develop, uh, you know, somebody like Macy. Um, That's just uh, unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I've said that all along about uh, the featherweight division. Okay. Now, we had another uh, fight on this show, which was not part of the Ultimate Fighter, and that was uh, Antonina Shevchenko versus Yon Kim. And um, of course, Antonina is the older sister of Valentina Shevchenko. She is also a kickboxer, but she's not as experienced at MMA. Uh, G is a Korean fighter who came in on short notice. Uh, she also missed weight. Uh, like most of the Korean uh, MMA fighters that I've seen, she's a kickboxer, okay? So for this particular fight, I did not expect to finish. And, and I just don't think either of them can punch hard enough to break an egg. Okay? Valentina won the fight easily, mostly because the boneheads in G's corner told her to counterpunch. Now, Jimmy Smith mentioned this on air because obviously he thought it was terrible strategy, and that's why G lost the fight. She needed to be more aggressive. And... Um, what we've seen from her is that she's just kind of there. Uh, she's won two fights by split decision, and you know, listen, it, it's not good enough. It might be good enough to put her on a on a Korean show, uh, you know, but it's not good enough for her to come to Vegas and and show people what she can do. She she just isn't good enough. Now Antonina. Uh, I saw her on the Dana White's uh, Contender Series, and she's nowhere near as good as her sister, and you could see that here. Basically, what this fight was was three rounds of patty cake, and Antonino won by unanimous decision. You know, gee, if her idiots in her corners had corner hadn't told her to be less aggressive, she could have won that fight. But, you know, I put that all on them, not her. All right? Okay, and the third fight was uh, between... It was uh, Leah Letson versus Ulya Stolyarenko. And they were the two semi-finalists in The Ultimate Fighter 28. Okay, neither of them are very good, but I'm telling you, if you saw the show, and I saw enough of the show, the other fighters who were in, on, in the cast were worse. And the sad thing is that most of the fighters who didn't make it were even worse. It was just ridiculous. Leah is from Milwaukee. She is already under UFC contract. She was supposed to fight earlier this year, but the UFC decided to put her in tough 28 instead. Ulia is from uh, Lithuania. She really needs to improve her striking. She is awful. But if she had even halfway decent striking... She could have won this fight so knowing that julia has terrible striking leah did enough on her feet to win by split decision but you know she almost let it get away from her in round three so i mean she almost lost that fight i scored a 29 28 for leah but the first two rounds were close enough that one of the judges scored it for, Ju- for julia so it you know it makes me wonder why they signed ufc signed leah in the first place she She's just not very good. Sorry, guys. You know, it was just pretty bad. Okay, so again, uh, check out my blog, and both of those fights are now, uh, all three of those fights are now up on my blog. Now, we've got two fight announcements. We're starting to get them hot and heavy now, uh, now that they've announced the uh, 2019 first quarter schedule. And uh, on Thursday, the UFC announced that Tisha Torres versus Zhang Weili has been added to UFC 235 February 3 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The, this fight is at strawweight, and this is a big fight as far as I'm concerned uh, because if you watch the uh, Beijing-China UFC show, you will know that Weili destroyed Jessica Aguilar in the first round. Now, that didn't surprise me, but it surprised and shocked plenty of fans who, of course, believe that Jessica is an elite fighter. I mean, she used to be, but she's not anymore. And of course, the show was on UFC Fight Pass, so, you know, a lot of fans wouldn't have seen it, so it's really time to showcase Wheelie to a larger audience. Now, she's 29 years old from China, her record is 18-1, and and she's 2-0 in the UFC. You know, the the bottom line is we have to find out if she is for real. Okay? And this fight should give us an idea. Now, Tisha, we should all be familiar with her. She's 29 years old and she trains in Colorado Springs with her fiance, Raquel Pennington. Prior to that, she trained at American top team in Florida. Her record is ten and three, she's five and three in the UFC. Now she lost her last two fights to Jessica Andraj and Joanna Hejczyk. <laughs> so I, I don't see this fight being any easier because this girl, Wei Weili, could be better than those two, <laughs> okay? So here's the thing about Tisha. She's a points fighter. She's a kickboxer who relies on quickly darting in and out for 15 minutes. Now in 13 fights, She has exactly one finish. So she's very similar to Weili's first UFC opponent, Danielle Taylor, except that Tisha is a lot better at that strategy. Now, if Weili is as aggressive like she was against Jessica, this isn't going the distance because, you know, the problem is I don't think that Tisha can hold off Weili for 15 minutes. I just don't see how it happens, all right? Now, I'm already seeing complaints about this being a mismatch, and I do agree that Tisha is ranked too high. She's currently number six in the strawweight rankings. Now, people are complaining about this. You guys are missing the point. The purpose of this fight is to showcase Weili against a top 10 ranked opponent on a major pay-per-view. Okay, so let's see how she does under a larger spotlight. And the other thing is, we don't know who was offered this fight, but I bet that Tisha wasn't the first choice. And there's also certain fighters that I would not put in there with Wei Li Zhang Zhang Wei Li at this point because I'd want to save them for later. Okay, so if Wei Li performs as she did in China, a star is born, right? And then, her next fight will be more interesting. I think this girl really showed us a lot in China. And, uh, you know, look out for her, all right? She has the opportunity to be a big star in this business because, you know, she, she can fight. All right, the other fight announcement was on Thursday. A combat in Brazil reported that Alexa Grasso versus Marina Rodriguez has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 2 at the Centro de Formacao Olimpica de Nordeste in Fortaleza, Brazil. Now, this fight is at Strawweight. Now, Alexa is 25 years old. She trains at the Lobo Gym in Guadalajara, Mexico. Her record is 10-2, and and she's 2-2 in the UFC. Okay? She's a points fighter, a striker with no ground game. Now, the last time we saw her, Tatiana Suarez outclassed her, just much quicker, took her down, submitted her. It was over in minutes. Okay, and she was supposed to fight in August, but she got injured. Now, Alexa's main attribute is she is pretty and popular at home in Mexico, but she's not an elite fighter. Now I when she was in Invicta I did not believe that she was an elite fighter either because I felt that she was fighting you know lesser fighters in Invicta. Now that she's in the UFC and they're putting her in there with better competition, uh, especially someone like Tatiana Suarez, we're finding out that she's just not very good, okay? But you know, the UFC needs Mexican fighters on the roster for when they go down there. It's the same thing that when we see uh, Japanese fighters on the roster, Koreans, Chinese, you get the idea. This is so when they go, and not to mention Brits, though Brits are better. So when they do go to those countries, they have fighters that they can put on those shows. So that's why uh, Alexa is still around, not to mention her her teammate. her teammate. So now Marina is 31 years old from Florianopolis, Brazil. Her record is 10-0-1, mostly in the Brazilian region, regional circuit. She earned a contract in the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series, and then in her UFC debut, she fought Randa Marcos to a draw. <laughs> she didn't look very good. And, and you know, neither fighter really did well in that fight. Now, we could see uh, something similar here, as neither fighter could finish. So, I'm really not expecting much from this fight. I'm expecting 15 minutes of patty cake, and who knows? I don't know who will (laughs) win. Anything's possible. Anyways, that's it today. Um, Don't forget, again, to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com, and Uh, as I said before the three videos from last night are now up on my blog be sure you check them out if you haven't seen the fights or if you want to see them again now uh, not sure what uh, when the next podcast will be Uh, one thing I will say is that with uh, Asuka back in the uh, champ title mix on Smackdown I expect we'll see her uh, on this Tuesday's episode so maybe something there and also as I said We're starting to see um, fight announcements coming hot and heavy from the UFC, so may have a midweek podcast for you, depending on what goes on. Uh, If you want to leave a a voice message on my podcast, you can do so, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, Have a good week, and we'll talk to you later.